Corey Shepard for our podcast. <laughs> but you just do what you come to do now. I solemnly pledge to dedicate my life to the service of my God and my country. I will honor my parents, my teachers, my leaders, and my elders, and those in authority. I will be clean and honest in all my thoughts, my words, and my deeds. I will strive in everything I do to work together with my fellow men of every creed and race for the greater happiness of all and the honor and glory of my country. Remember the national watchwords? Uh, <laughs> Discipline. Honor, respect. No, 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 no. Discipline, tolerance, and production. You remember that? Yes, I can remember. What is the national motto? Together we aspire, together we achieve. And what do you have to tell everybody today? Happy Independence Day, everybody! You tell everybody Happy Independence Day? Yes, I did before, but again, Happy Independence Day, everybody. You know when is Independence Day? Yes. What is the date? <sighs> Forget the date, The 31st yes? of August, what year? What year? 1990. Boy, bye, before <laughs> your, mother, your mother will come looking for me. 1962, you don't remember that? <laughs> I was about to say 1972. Okay, bye. <laughs> it was nice having you, Bye. <laughs> Hey, let me do a proper intro because you see when the mother hear that is me she will get vexed with you know I thought the man know them things eh? full disclosure I didn't realize there was little problems and things welcome to episode 65 of the Corey Shepherd podcast welcome to everybody who's been listening welcome to all the new listeners happy independence day Trinidad and Tobago to all Trinidadians and Tobagonians at home or abroad wherever you are happy independence day 59 we are one more year and I to pay. <laughs> After that, we collect it. we one year short of just collecting old age pension and paying up with a little bit. It's a great milestone, so we will celebrate it together, right? We This is how this episode will go. We have plenty of things to talk about, right? School opening back. Uh, Polymer Weeks went for a, a, a vaccine test. The two commissioners still fighting. But we have a special independence message from the leader of the opposition. <laughs> we are one boat sinking while one boat floating. You know what I mean? When one go, we, we balance as a nation, you know. There will be no slander of Trinidad and Tobago in this episode as we celebrate our independence. One boat go, but one boat is up. We're good to go. And from, from a sport perspective, well, CPL, um, TKR, 
there will be no slander of Trinidad and Tobago. Let a round of applause for the for the, for the TKR, right? I mean, there will be no slander of any Trinidadian or Tobagonian national or anything to do with this country and our blessed 59th independence. And I will not bad talk all the people only men especially who was getting moist because Cristiano Ronaldo is coming back to the Prem. I will not say anything bad because it's Independence Day and we're here to celebrate. So I really want to open this message with us. And Well, wait. Um, thanks for everybody who was watching on YouTube. I say all that already. Thanks for everybody. Uh, so YouTube, like, share, subscribe, comment, and turn on the notification bell. How so? And for everybody who's listening, Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, uh tune in radio everywhere you get your podcast right you can find it so thanks for everybody who's been tuning in either listening or watching and they're subscribing i appreciate that very much so let me get into the culture now the opposition leader special message from the opposition leader you know it's so nice when you hear the leaders we have great leaders as a country you know i just come here and i like the bad talk there and get them trouble and thing, but we have great leadership and great stewardship in this country on both the opposition and the, the government side so we had a we had a big them up and I appreciate I see message from the opposition leader. I had to take that in, you know. Let me see if I could uplift myself in this heading into this independence week. We celebrated independence all the way till Republic, eh? So let me hear what great words we have here. While she is optimistic, this is from the Newsday, right? I uh, just say Newsday reporter. So thanks, Newsday reporter. While she is optimistic that Trinidad and Tobago can overcome the challenge. Well, you see, when people start with while they're optimistic, it's usually going downhill from there. But while she's optimistic that Trinidad and Tobago can overcome the challenges posed by the COVID-19 pandemic, opposition leader Kamala Pasad Bisesa in her Independence Day message criticized the government for the extension of the SOE. Oh, this is this is the direction we went in, Camps. <laughs> this this direction, Camps took. Uh, the motion to extend the SOE. Oh, I, I really thought it was an independent. No, she had to say something like nation uplifting and nation building. Because before this episode done, I'm going to play the top five nation building or independent songs. You could call it nation building. You could call it patriotic independence. Songs about Trinidad and Tobago. The top five I'm going to play before this episode done. And during the course of the episode, I was sprinkling some honorable mentions. So, I mean, if the Calypsonians could give you a good little uplifting patriotic message, it must have something in this article. Um, it could hear that uplifting. She went on to say, nothing of the past can compare to what our citizens are being subjected. Oh, I thought it was going to go like nothing in the past, like we come so far. Is an insult to our constitution and the pioneers of wow of our independence on Independence Day 2021. All citizens' rights are suspended for no good reason. <laughs> no man, it must have something good in here, man. Therefore, uh the executive arm has full authority to utilize emergency powers, but with good reason. You know, this isn't getting no better. Uh therefore, this Independence Day is a solemn one. For whilst we rank, we mark 59 years of us as a nation. We do so with none of our constitutional rights and freedoms. I, however, remain confident. Right, this is the part I was looking for. I, however, remain confident in the collective will of our people to get through this dark, dark period in our history. <laughs> oh, God. There must be a clear plan to create jobs, revenue, and develop the rights. Right? The UNC has prepared a plan that will ensure resilient economic recovery and growth, ensuring a rebounding economy. I mean... I thought we was going to get like some kind of... All oh, right, look at here. Today on the 59th... and Forget everything I said before, right? We're starting from now. Today on the 59th anniversary of our independence, I call on each citizen to recommit to work, to rebuild, to restore, and to renew our great nation. 
We will face the challenges today as we have done in the past, side by side. United, we will overcome the challenges before us and rebuild and renew our nation. This is what you're talking about. This is what this, this is what I was waiting to hear. I said, well, uh, I mean, great leadership we have. I know we're going to get something to uplift. We, so I'm feeling very independent right now. I'm going to read that again because it's nice. It says today on the 59th anniversary of our independence, I call on each citizen to recommit, to work, to rebuild, to restore, and to renew our great nation. We will face... The challenges today, as we have done in the past, side by side, united, we will overcome the challenges before us and rebuild to renew our nation. Thank you, Auntie Cams. We appreciate that message. It makes me feel very patriotic and Trinidadian. You know what I mean? And it's just how we are as a people. As a people, we had a gippy kong. I think I, I just had to accept that that is where it is. I come here and complain about the way politicians behave. But to be honest, that is the same way I behave because... You see a partner you ain't seen long time, you see? Hey, where's he seen stupid man? You really <laughs> You're really glad to see him. You say jokey man, where's he seen? <laughs> That's what we do. Even though we're showing love, we have to show we have to get a little pikong with really love. It's just who we are. So she starts with the pikong because I mean, is the opposition leader, that is the prime minister, that is your political enemy. You had, you had to throw some shots and, and let go some jabs and things first. And then you could come back to sorry, I should not say jabs. You you know you throw some shots. Well, shots worse. You throw some pikong and you throw some talk first, and then you come back to something very nation building. It's just very Trinidadian and it's who we are. No matter what, we love one another, we unite, we like, to, we like the little battle, we like the little fight and the peacock. But above all, as a country, we know when it's time to come together and when it's time to stop the play. If there's no any top five... Now the election back and I'll die away In short, this is what I have to say yes. Let us forget fights and grudges and concentrate Come let us sit and try to relate Why? Because now more than ever we must show Discipline, tolerance and production to build a strong and better nation I say That is the main foundation So come let us work hand in hand People this is our land Come my brother, come my sister And let us build a nation together Oh, 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 oh. Yeah Success is working hard For our country we must have regard Forget all your differences Let we start to build Yes And onward to progress we surely will Because now more than ever we must show 
Discipline, tolerance, and production To build a strong and better nation I say, that is the main foundation So come let us work hand in hand Because this is our land Come on, Rowley, come on, Kamala. And let us build a nation together. One of the best, right? And it's not only top five. Eh? As we don't here talking about coming together and building a nation together, the two heads, so we see we gain Kamala and Rowley together, right? That's considered that a work in progress. That's going to happen. But now we had to figure out how to get the current commissioner of police or acting commissioner of police and the former commissioner of police, Stephen Williams, we had to figure out how to get these guys together. A headline here. <laughs> In the Guardian by Rhonda Dowlat Rostand. So there's two cops in war of words over FUL. <laughs> we talked about this last week, right? So just as a, if you was if you didn't listen last week, go back and listen, right? But Gary saying if people are allowed to carry firearms and people have their rights and he could apply by law, he can't stop them and he could only approve people if they meet the criteria. Stephen Williams say. Gary Griffith don't know what he's doing and he's done so much a gun crime already. And he's going to assume more and more firearms. So we have a gun problem. But you're going to give a man high-powered rifle, two pistol, and all them kind of things. While man shooting himself in the foot. So let's see who winning this war with. Round the dollar, dollar trust that, right? A war of words has erupted between the acting police commissioner, Gary Griffith. And keep in mind, he only acting now because his term came to end and he's going through the re-election process, right? Which I expect him to be back there. And his predecessor, Stephen Williams, fueled by their differences of opinion over the issuing of firearm user licenses. The exchanges escalated after Williams, in a radio interview, described Griffith as an ignorant, narcissistic person. Ignorant and narcissistic. In response, the acting commissioner of police was critical of Williams' tenure at the helm of the TTPS, saying, He said nothing. He did nothing. He was a total failure. <laughs> Everything went upside down in the police service. And he has the audacity now to want to speak. <laughs> he had like a little battle. You know? We like verses, so we had to deal with his verses with these two men. Eh? In an interview yesterday on, on I-95.5, Williams accused Griffith of spreading incorrect information about the issue in the FULs and said he didn't understand his role as the head of the TTPS. He knows nothing. He said, I hear the acting commissioner continuously saying that citizens of Trinidad and Tobago have the right to be armed. He's ignorant of the portfolio. And he's a narcissistic type person. It's all about him. Him alone. Nobody should say anything, whether it makes sense or it don't make sense. Whether it's the prime minister, the minister of finance, the law association, whoever. He listens to nobody. And once you speak, he attacks. Get low. Everybody, listen, I should have won earlier. Shots going on fire. Everybody get low. Williams said his comments came one day after... Uh, Williams said his comments came one day after Griffith take aim at him, 
During a TTPS media conference criticizing the former COP of his objection for his objections to licenses being granted to individuals to own multiple weapons. You have a problem with law-abiding citizens carrying firearms, but you never said a word about 37,000 illegal firearms out there by cold-blooded killers. The tit-for-tat continued yesterday with Williams contending that no one is entitled to hold a gun in this country, but that Guy Griffith was going about saying once you qualified, you are entitled to hold a firearm. The law doesn't provide any entitlement to any firearm. So, maybe I shouldn't be busting so much shots if that's the case. Williams said he should have spoken out within the last three years, but he didn't want a public battle with it. Well, clearly, a gay public battle. Eh? In response, Griffith said for six years, Williams said nothing and he did nothing. He left 14% of the public support. He left with 14% public support of the police service because of his failures. <laughs> I, turned from, I turned it from 14 to 39%. This man had over three decades of police experience and someone of and someone of no experience was able to beat him in every single of eight assessments coming and going. He further claimed he was a total disaster. <laughs> he never wanted to speak to the media. No, all of a sudden he wants to speak. <laughs> listen, listen, this supposed to be there's not supposed to be any slander in this episode, eh? This is just supposed to be a celebration of our Trinidadian death. But like I say with, 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 with Kamala versus Rowley before, these two men go and love one another anyway. This is just a little peek on before. I expect that by the end of this week or maybe the end or never, two of them will come out and apologize to one another and offer one another Beyonce boy Gary I didn't find it was so on Stephen Williams and final, so that'll never happen, right? But we, we it's independent that we're feeling happy and we're feeling upful. So I want to celebrate and thank our two commissioners of police. Not just for the years of service in the police force for Stephen Williams and as commissioner, and the years of service as commissioner for Gary Griffith, but also for the little entertainment. We we we, we bored in these streets. Netflix ain't showing nothing, you know. What I mean? <laughs> we, we, we talk so for so much of weeks about this man who shoot a few people well shooting themselves and making mistakes on the range and them kind of thing. But I didn't realize that this was what the the gun debate would have turned into, you know what I mean? I thought we was just debating on philosophical terms as to what is the best for the... No, actually, that is exactly what we're doing. All this is just a debate on philosophical terms to determine what is best for Trinidad and Tobago because, listen, you, you can't make none of this up, you know? In the midst of all this, 29th of August, our article come out. One man with FUL found with arsenal in vehicle and home. I don't know what... How this could this is no coincidence? How this come up the same time they was dealing with <laughs> with two of them battling over who should have gun and who shouldn't have gun. Here is right. A man with a license to carry a firearm was arrested on Saturday after being found with a virtual arsenal at around four thirty-five p.m. on a Saturday. Now again, I'm going back to my pharmacy guy who was running around the Savannah with two guns, right? And here my issue: four thirty-five p.m. on a Saturday. This is in the daytime. Police officers attached to Komoto Highway Patrol were conducting road checks along the Churchill Roosevelt Highway on the eastbound lane, Maloney, when they searched a Ford Ranger driven by a 29-year-old man from Tunapuna. Keep that in mind, right? 29 years old. Now, salute to every 29-year-old, right? 29 is a great age and thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're transitioning from your young adulthood to your hair losses and your fat gain and all them kind of things. Salute to you for being 29, right? Uh, open question for everybody, right? Is 29 a mature enough age to own a firearm? 
I don't know how much horn you get at 29. I don't know how much financial hard times you had at 29. I know how much you and your brother and your family fall out and all they fight over land and them kind of thing. I know how much your parents and them fall out with you and they put you out of the house and all they... I don't know how much adverse life experience you have, how much adversity you face at 29 years old to be able to own a firearm. I think... That at that age, and I'm using my gauge at 29, right? I think at 29, I was way too immature. And I would be a danger to myself and other people because when I start to see hard times and tabanka and them kind of things, so my firearm might have get good use. But anyway, 29 years old, driving a Ford Ranger, the police officers found a Glock 45 pistol, a Glock 17 pistol, a Glock 43X pistol, a Sigsaw P320 pistol, a Sigsaw MPX semi-automatic machine gun, and different types of ammunition. Police obtained a search warrant for the man's house and found a shotgun. So this is in the car, right? So in his motor car that he's driving around with, 29 years old, just just, just for reference, if he's 29 years old, what where are you born? <laughs> you born in like 1990 or something? 2000, where are you born? Yeah, he born in the 90s. I was just checking to see if he born any cool, you know what I mean? He man, man like guns a lot. In his car alone, this is one, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five different types of guns. Four pistols and one semi-automatic gun. That's your hero number in car. What are you protecting so at 29 years old? What is you had to protect? What going wrong? And I didn't see them say whether this was legal, illegal, or what. I'm not sure if the license he has covers all this. I don't know. Police obtained a search warrant for the man's house and, and found a shotgun, 22 caliber rifle, 5.56 caliber rifle, more ammunition, exceeding the amount he was authorized to carry. Now, the, this is all the article said, right? And listen to the last sentence the way it's written. They obtained the search warrant and they found the shotgun, the 22 caliber rifle, the 5.56 caliber rifle, and more ammunition exceeding the amount he was authorized to carry. I do not know if that means that all these guns were legal and he was just carrying more ammunition than he's supposed to carry. Because from my understanding, in the FUL booklet itself, it's tell you, all right, you're, you're, you're licensed to carry a Glock 19 and you could carry 30 rounds of ammunition or whatsoever the thing might be, whatever the amount is. So is it that this man had a license for all this and he only get arrested? Well, I assume he get arrested too. Is it that the only issue was that he had too much ammunition? And I'm asking that because I want to know if this man was issued a license to have so many guns at 29 years old. That, that, that's just my question because... I don't know that, I, I mean, salute to you, you might be much more mature than I was as a young man and them kind of thing, but at 29 years old, let me say you give him one, you give him one pistol. So if push come to shove and you defend yourself, because I don't know what kind of assets you have, everybody life different, right? But this little arsenal, this little, this little bounty of weapons you have here, how necessary that could possibly be at 29 years old? I'll leave in that question, but still, thanks, thanks to the police who intervene in this situation... And we'll look into it. So I just want Gary Griffith and Stephen Williams to remember that while all you're battling one another, uh, this is some of the realities that all the policemen facing on the street, right? So I don't know where's the solution we're going to come to because at some point we had to make a decision as a society. Who are we? Are we the states or different states in the, in the US where 
we just open carry and it's just how much of our guns you want you could buy and just carry them because we have a right to carry it or are we just a minimum minimal amount of, of, of firepower to protect your home and your person or are we listen eliminate guns and we have no guns kind of like the uk style and we, we had to decide what we want to be we're 59 years old and now he's a big boy now we have to pull up with big boy pants and decide which direction we're going with as a society because and i am putting myself out here to say you see this thing with this amount of gun a man to have this can be it at 29 years old so driver's license have an age it's an it was the age limit for, for weapon is 18 too Nah, I don't want to. I'm uncomfortable with a little 19 year old hothead, hasty little youth man who ain't live nothing in life, and you don't have no children, you don't know what you're living for to be walking around with one weapon, much less this man on nine so far and more ammunition than he needs to have. What is you planning so, youth man? And to, to be honest with you, if I had to answer my own question, I grew up in a house in St. James, and I know all you grew up so too. If, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably grew up in that area to where. You didn't even matter lock your door. Burglar proof was nothing at all. Burglar proof come in late. But you didn't have to lock up your door and feel like you had to lock yourself in your place or even reaching as far to the point where you had to study who have gun. We grew up in a time where only police had gun. When it had criminals with gun, it was a big thing back then. It was it was a huge I prefer to live in a Trinidad where nobody do have to carry no gun. And if you're listening to this and you grew up in Tobago, what's again? Where it was a certain amount of freedom and safety and trust we had from one another and it's just the way we live. So to come to a society where the, the question we had to be asking ourselves is how much weapons we should allow. You know what I mean? It's a funny question when you watch what them two commissioners arguing about. You know, both of them arguing about how much weapons people should really be allowed to have. When the deeper question had to be why we need weapons in the first place. Why we can't live a, a life that harmonious enough and trusting enough and open enough where nobody don't feel like to pick up a gun to come and rob people. It's making you wonder, like, with all the technology and the things that we progress with and our elevated way of thinking and stuff, we're going real, real backward in our way as we, as we go forward, you know, at 59. When we was 30 and them kind of thing, we wasn't studying who had gun and who. It was just a life where it was simpler easier but much much safer where we could have play and go anywhere look at these stories i still on this podcast about st james i know i said st james is the best place to have in trinidad and tobago but wherever you grew up in this country you have stories about your own childhood where you used to roam you know your village you know your neighborhood you you, you know everybody around and you go and come sort of as you please <laughs> you know what i mean you still have to respect the your parents and the little curfew time and them things to reach home but more or less, you go and you play. We used to play jockey in the river. You go and you play football, cricket, fly kite. Go. It was just, it was just a simpler society. Imagine that at fifty nine, the question we asking ourselves is, how many guns we should be allowed? Late great.
Great farmer, for him no farmer nappy. <laughs> hey, you see, hey, we 59, you know. 59, you can know, look at a long mile, slip on your memory, right? Nappy Myers, rest in peace. <laughs> hey, as we talking jokes, let me talk about Paula May now. Paula May, what you do? You get vaccinated or you get PCR tests? Let me know. We want to know the truth. We want to know the truth. The people want to know. This is one of the stranger things I've seen in a long time, you know, because I started to see a tweet getting circulated around, right? <laughs> and salute to the people at MYOB, because MYOB don't miss nothing. Them is only screenshot and screenshot. I don't know who running MYOB page and how them have so much time when the day come. Or they're making good money from that page too, you know, because somebody dedicated to that 24. ent underscore on Instagram. They say, in case you missed it, New York City Health uh, Hospital, Kings, I guess the hospitals in Kings County. Welcome the president. <laughs> welcome the president to our doors. So it's a welcome the president of Trinidad and Tobago, Polome Weeks, into our doors to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. Our hospital leadership team greeted the president Weeks and company while she waited to get her vaccine. Listen, there will be no slander of any Trinidadian or Trinidad and Tobago national for the entirety of this episode. But, Polo, <laughs> something in right here. There's more in the mortar than the pestle. Something rotten in the state of Denmark. I, I can't understand how a hospital Twitter page 
for a dignitary, a president nonetheless, who come into the entourage, who would have been, they would have been pre-alerted that you have the president, a diplomatic situation. I watch Grey's Anatomy, you know, you'd be, you'd be alerted that a diplomat is coming in, president of the republic and so on, and you know, come in and do the thing, right? I don't know, so I don't know that that hospital have a Twitter page that or a social media person that's so loose that when a president come into the doors of the hospital, nobody is vetting what they put out. And you could make a mistake like this because this mistake is a real problem to the vaccination drive. I, I, I'm not sure. And you know, it's, it's, what, it's just one of them things with COVID overall because the, for the entirety of COVID, and I think it's something that people are not appreciating. Now just, just, just put yourself in people's shoes for a minute, right? The varying levels of information that you're getting and, and the fact that this works well and then it doesn't work well a couple months later, it really has more to do with the fact that this is new and the experts are learning as they go along as fast as they could and they're making the adjustments that necessary to help us protect ourselves, right? Let me put it like that. But you had to appreciate, if you put yourself in the next man you know, who's looking for a conspiracy or who genuine, and forget the conspiracy theorist thing because you can't, if a man is a conspiracy theorist, you can't change their mind just so. Think of the person who genuinely scared or feel like is the mark of the beast or whatever is the number of reasons, or is poison, or whatever is the number of reasons that people have for not taking the vaccine, right? They say, we're not going to need no mask, right? Uh, mask not going to help you with this thing. And then eventually, Fauci is one of them men, you know, they say, uh, maybe we're going to need a mask. And then maybe double up with the mask. And then after a while, you ain't need no mask after you're vaccinated. But they say, if you're vaccinated, still better you wear a mask in certain states. There's been a lot of situations like that. Now, I appreciate that for what it is. I, that don't really bother me too much. I, I really go, I depend on the experts almost exclusively. It's real simple for me, you know. If a pipe busts by me, it's a fellow I just call him Joshua. Salute to my guy Joshua. Once I call Joshua, Joshua is come and tell me what happened. I can't tell Joshua what went on because I don't know enough. I watch him. All I know is, is the pipe leaking. When Joshua come, he said, nah, that's the thing, this other thing. I said, Joshua, I'm going to cost me. What I need to do? If, he, if it's too much of money, I say, Joshua, is that a cheaper solution to this? Let me do something. Else. He said, all right, here what? You could do this, fix it in a while. But if I come back again and that's so, we had to go with a more expensive solution. It's really that simple to me because I don't know nothing about that. And the amount of years and studies he put in to be able to do what he's doing and, and tools and equipment and all that, I'm not willing to make that investment. So I know that they have people who go on YouTube and learn to do a little plumbing themselves, but I am just saying I am not that guy. I, I don't have the time for that. I don't have the patience for that. And I honestly believe I don't have like the predisposition or the skill to be able to do it either. And before I fubar the whole plumbing in the house and have to find somewhere to live, I could just call Joshua. And it's very much the same with medical situations to me. When I go by the doctor, I remember I went for ECG at time. In um in Sinclair, <laughs> it must it was for some insurance thing, right? Nothing wasn't wrong, so I wasn't um I wasn't worried or nervous or anything. You know, sometimes you go by the doctor, you're sick, you're worried about what information, what, what kind of diagnosis you get. I was cool. I just went for the insurance purposes, must be the full medical thing. So listen, I, I wait a little while in not Sinclair West Show. I wait a little while in the lobby. And then when you go into the room with the with the, with the machine, he permits a lie down and put a set of thing on my chest, and you know you know how the ECG thing is go right. And the room was a little bit darkish to be honest. So the the the, the what is called the medical technician, he do all that stuff first, 
And then he tell me the doctor will come in to check on it in a few minutes. Whatever. The doctor come in, right? And he check in. He say, okay, the rhythm looking good. I go and sound like a real fool here. But the rhythm looking good and that good pace, you know what I mean? Nice little tempo, flow good. Whatever you say about heart when you see it. He watching on the screen, right? And after a while, I hear him say, Mr. Shepard, you don't want to see your heart. Why is like, why want to see my heart? I want my heart on the inside. I don't want to see my heart. I was halfway falling asleep. Why you say, well, we're seeing it for it. Good. If you say it good, it's good. I don't know what I am looking at. I, I don't know. I suppose it's nice to see, right? And anybody who feel like they're more interested that they want to go and know how heart is work, all power to you. But I only want to know two mode of heart. Beaten or stop. I cannot I can't learn what a doctor learn in this little short space of time. So I just listen to what the men say. So if them say wear mask tomorrow, I wear no mask. If they say don't bother to wear no more mask, I wear no mask. It's really that simple for me. But when the leaders do things like this, because I myself personally was saying that listen, when the borders open back, I go and find myself a Pfizer or Moderna. Salute to Pfizer too, because that's the first vaccine that they're showing us fully approved now. And I saw several releases uh, earlier in the year, and I spoke about it on the podcast too, where they said the mixing of vaccine is very little risk, right? Uh, they, they said that, then they pull it back a few times, so they wasn't too sure about it. So when I saw that mixing of vaccines is not a risk, I said, boy, whatever they have here, I'm going to try and take that. And if I get opportunity to take one of the two preferred or I, better vaccines, let me call it that, right? For lack of a better term. A Pfizer or Moderna. When the time come, I will go with that. So I know that there are quite a few people who said that it was an experimental vaccine and all that. I wonder if their mind changed now a little bit, now that they see Pfizer is fully approved. Because the uptake on Pfizer for the youth, I thought it was real good because, and I, I guess I was just judging by the initial lineup and the fact that they use small venues, maybe venues that are too small for it. But now we're starting to hear we're not enough children vaccinated and Dr. Rowley had something to say about that. I'll get to that, right? But when Paul May Weeks go out there, and then the people say, you come for a vaccine, and they, 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 they say in the post, and think, did they say it was Pfizer? No, they, they didn't say which vaccine it was. They just say, you come, you come and get a vaccine. I know that if you go in the King's Hospital, you ain't getting, um, in King's County, you ain't getting no Sinopharm and Sputnik and AstraZeneca, you ain't getting them thing, right? It's either Pfizer or Moderna, I would assume. But she was already fully vaccinated, and I, I don't know if she... I just find it, it, it didn't look good. Maybe it's a real mistake on the hospital part. Where I find that hard to believe is people is beyond the P's and Q's when it comes to dignitaries coming in their place and people don't really make them kind of mistakes. But as people say, it could be just a social media person who put it out and they really genuinely make a mistake. And, and, and Paula may come out and say she didn't take that. She had to do the PCR test just like everybody else coming into the country. She had to present a PCR test. Even that, I find president well okay so if the president do a pcr test and it let's say it positive what what happens next on re-entry does she have to stay where she is does she have to come home and quarantine what happens to see her security detail the whole entourage what was what, the plan at that point in time what if rowley going away he had to take a pcr test before he come back and make sure that he good to what end is it that they okay you know how you're gonna isolate when you come home or is it that you're gonna stay where you are i doubt you're staying where you are right but uh, all right paula yeah, you get the benefit of the doubt you say it's a pcr test and the, the hospital did come out and apologize for the confusion and they said themselves that it was a mistake 
But mistakes like those has caused people to be even more doubtful and hesitant. And they say now, so now people dead sure that the leaders taking nice vaccine <laughs> and they gain with the vaccine and them that they don't want. So, I mean, salute to Paula. I'm glad, I glad to hear you're in great health. I remember just the other day, because I tell myself the other day, she say, I don't want nobody unvaccinated around me. I say, well, this woman about well, five vaccines. Like, she's going to take all just to make sure. But uh, again, we go, we go in with the story that is a PCR test, right? We go in with that. No conspiracy. Don't let that stop you. Try your best and get vaccinated. Because I see a situation in Jamaica that I don't think we would want to run into at all. They're showing you scenes in Montego Bay in Jamaica where the hospital is overloaded. The crash of the healthcare system. We've seen it live. Trinidad and Tobago are 35% vaccination at this point, right? Uh, Jamaica is showing us at 4% at the time of recording this. So there seems to be a much higher level of vaccine hesitancy in Jamaica than here. And um, somebody, you, you see it on Instagram and things like they were talking to Buju the other day about Buju basically telling people they're sheep and all them. The normal rhetoric they hear about vaccine versus non-vaccine. But whatever it is, the hospital at, is it Mandeville or Montego Bay? One of them hospitals are so. We're totally overwhelmed. People laying down in what looking like a lobby on a mattress with, with what, you know, some tubes and things. It ain't even looking like it connected to nothing, to be honest with you. It's a scary side. I really don't want us to ever come to that point in Trinidad, like what we would have seen in Italy and New York, and well, we've seen a little bit now in, in Mandeville, either Mandeville or Montego Bay in Jamaica. And it was a doctor who posted something that was even, it made me think about it even more. Because she was saying that we have no more oxygen on the island, no more oxygen in the hospitals. And the first thing I think, and when you say no more oxygen, is that COVID patients go and suffer. We see what happened with that if you can't get a ventilator already, right? We see in that here. But she went on to say that means anybody who gets a C-section, it has no oxygen. People who have lupus, no oxygen. People who are dealing with uh, dialysis, no oxygen. So, so, so whatever you may need oxygen for if you're in an emergency, in any situation in the hospital, they don't have none. And that's, you know, that's the kind of messages without, without the fear-mongering behind it. That's the messages we had to get across to people over. It's like, listen, when you take up a hospital bed due to COVID, something that you could get vaccinated for and prevent yourself from ending up in hospital for, you, you, you're, you're rubbing the system as a whole. It's not just other COVID patients. The, the whole system could be affected. So, I mean, thank God we are 35%. We're not at 4% like Jamaica. So it, it shows some signs or some things, but the vaccine hesitancy is real. People, people not getting vaccinated at the rate we thought they would have been vaccinated by now. And we also seeing where is an issue with the open back of schools. Because I saw the PM coming out and saying now that only vaccinated children will be back at school. Well, I mean, I wanted to tell him at that point in time, listen, better you say that, it'll be a man like me. If I was back in the day, and I know all I had to do to not go back to school is not get vaccinated, I wasn't getting no shot. But he says only pupils who have been fully vaccinated against COVID-19 will be allowed back into classrooms for face-to-face classes from October 1st. So I guess the new day is October 1st. They were talking about September, but that seemed to be already though. This date, the government hopes, or this is the day the government hopes to bring out secondary school pupils in forms 4, 5, and 6. So that is it. That is the only people that answer some of my questions I had last week. That is the only people who come back out. Prime Minister Dr. Keith Rowley made the announcement yesterday, even as he expressed frustration with the low number of eligible school children who have been vaccinated to date. 
The Ministry of Health began the rollout of the Pfizer vaccine, the only COVID-19 approved by the the only COVID-19 vaccine approved by the World Health Organization to be administered to children ages 12 and older. That was August 18. So that's where we are at this point. Only about 25% of the 90,000 students who are eligible to take it have taken it. So again, it's better than 4%, but uh, it's lower than the overall rate at 35. So the same thing I was, I was thinking about last time where I was wondering, you know, if people have done for themselves, how has done will they be for their children? So we're seeing that the overall population is at 35%, but the school population at 25 that moving a little slower. Uh, but I hope that change in quick time. Because something had something had to be something had to be done. But again, we're here to celebrate Trinidad and Tobago. So we're grateful to everybody who went out and get vaccinated and who fully vaccinated, who are one dose. And Johnson and Johnson here, you know, I think I read somewhere as well this week where the uptake on Johnson and Johnson was real low too. I want to say it's like timing more than anything else, because we had so many other options for vaccines before. That most of the people who wanted to get vaccinated probably done fully vaccinated already, so it would not matter where you bring. I suppose if you bring Pfizer for adults, or if the next seventy-five percent of the children don't take the Pfizer, will they open it up for adults now who prefer to get a branded vaccine? Or I don't want to say branded, like to minimize it, right? But who prefer to get the only approved WHO vaccine? Uh, will that help? Because if that is the case, then free it up and let people go and get it. I, I would think. Alright, another much better news, right? I see Marshall Montano is planning out his melee cruise. So melee is back on in these streets. I'm happy to see that. Uh, but I guess it's more reason for people to get vaccinated, I suppose, because I, I sure some kind of thing like that going to come out for this cruise. But I see Michael Mondesi on the 30th of August writing, Marshall Montano, that is in the Express, right? Marshall Montano's Soka cruise ship party melee will make for dry land... What? Wait, hold on. I know I can't read so well. Enough. Marshall Montano's Soka cruise ship party melee will make for dry land in 2022. I don't understand what they mean by make for dry land. <laughs> like, there's a water taxi or why, why the boat on dry land? The event billed as Carnival at Sea will now take place at the All Inclusive. Oh, they're doing it somewhere else. Oh. I thought it was a cruise and they're going to do. All right, all right, okay. I go in listen. I ain't care. The event billed as Carnival at Sea will now take place in at the all-inclusive Moon Palace Resort in Cancun, Mexico, from April 28th to May 2nd next year. Event spoke, spokesperson Kim Curtin said on Friday, Oli, I go in listen. We go in, Stacey. Pack your bags. We in this. Originally scheduled for earlier this year, the party cruise, a collaboration between Marshall Montano and Mass Band Tribe, was postponed following the effects of resulting restrictions caused by the COVID-19 global pandemic. After months of derailments and logistical challenges, Curtin said her committee was happy to announce to concern ticket holders in New... Wait, now, that means there's only people who had the tickets. I wonder if they're selling tickets for this. Let me see what happened here. Let me take this serious. I thought this was a topic we just passing through, you know. But this gets serious. Several patrons have expressed concerns over refunds during the last 12 months. I hope they refund all of them. Events and entertainment, as we know it, have undergone massive change and innovation is the key to enjoying longevity. I just want to see what tickets sell. Montano first announced Melee as his successor event to Marshall Monday concert series at the 10th and final installment. We want to see all that. We want to see what he's seen with tickets. Uh, last Tuesday, Montano appeared via a video recording on the Melee Cruise Instagram account to personally assure fans that the event will take place on 2022, albeit on land. 
I go and see. Let me see if I could find this. And I, I, I find like a little excited. Let me see what he's saying here. Where we going? When we going? Where my drum roll? Destination number one. Uh. The first melee destinations getaway takes us to Cancun, Mexico. Yeah, we take it from ship to shore, from cruise to Cancun. The all-inclusive getaway of a lifetime with me, my friends, and you awaits us in May 2022. I Tuesday, April 20th to Monday, May 2nd, heading to Moon Palace, Cancun. I Our paradise races for four nights, food, fit, fun, and freedom included. The sunrise is ours. Who ready? Listen, I I not. Let me see what else they're saying here because wherever I just announced this one time, right? Whatever date that is in 2022, it had no podcast that day. Again, only advance notice. Find something else to do that Tuesday because there will be no Corey Shepherd podcast in that week. Let me see if the experts say anything else about this boy. They ain't saying if they if you gain ticket to sell. They say at this time vaccination isn't mandatory for patrons, but as we prioritize the safety of all unvaccinated. Of all, unvaccinated persons can expect more testing and stricter protocol. I think people who are unvaccinated know they had to go through that already. That done, settled. What I'm not seeing here, because the cruise, if I'm not mistaken, was sold out. So two things I want to find out. They have tickets on sale for this thing and where to find it. As soon as I've done recording, I go and find them. And I'm not understanding because on the Instagram, it's saying destination number one um, is Cancun. And if they go in there for four days, they go in somewhere else after that because I ain't going back on that boat, you know. When I went that four days, then I flying home. And it seemed to be like they're taking the cruise to go Cancun. So it's plenty of questions. I don't know where they're leaving from. And then they go, oh, I suppose if they're leaving from Miami, is Miami to Cancun and go back? Ew. It seemed to be the cruise industry be ready for internet cruise on the high seas at that time. We're ready for us in 2002. All right, so, so details to come. This is a story I'm following. And the week after that, Oliver will get a review for how the melee thing was. Because I wasn't so sure. I don't really like the cruise thing too much, you know. I went on one cruise in my life. I, I see how it was a little bit of a thug cruise. It was a little bit gangsterish and I was uncomfortable. And then I see in my car getting smaller and smaller. And the cruise leaves Shagaramas and heading back down... To, to, to um by the water taxi like by higher side and i think to myself only passing my house i only passing st james i could come out here and swim and go home and i had to wait to go back for my car i didn't like that so much less on a big cruise where i had to go island to island i ain't so sure if i like cruising that much but for sure i like i like the song of that melee thing i don't like cancun already so so melee again no money I'm talking about boat that turn into land. Somehow, one of the first things we see come out on the Monday morning this week, bright and early, is the Carnival Runner water taxi is sinking. A massive effort is now underway to stop the Carnival Runner, one of the nation's four water taxis, from sinking in the Gulf of Paria near San Fernando Harbor, where it's now being docked. Preliminary reports say that the passenger ship began taking on water over the weekend, and when workers arrived in the morning, they saw the ferry tilted, with the back partially submerged. CNC track car cameraman Ivan Tulsi obtained exclusive footage. What is saying he cameraman ex- exclusive footage for? Only take that footage. The man was, was, was doing that on the, Everybody see the little clip. Somebody went up on the, what is it called, a jetty or whatever you call it, and take, take the clip. Everybody see that. But the water taxi is sinking. <laughs> it's a boy, listen, nothing, nothing, nothing to, um, 
No, I'm not supposed to say nothing bad about Trinidad. This is Trinidad, so boats sink sometimes. According to Stacy this morning, PNM Stacy, boats sink. Boats sink from time to time. There's nobody to blame for that. <laughs> so melee up, but the water taxi down. And as the day progressed, we started hearing that that ship already was given some problems. I didn't know nothing about that. But that ship apparently was given trouble before and was already being used for parts. So, I mean, I hope they could salvage it. It, it, it. It's not a nice thing to see, you know. We were talking about the to- the um, the towers or poles, whatever the thing is by TNT. I sure I didn't have that right yet. Coming down the other day. And monumental things. And I find the water taxi became one of those monumental things too. Like we never really let go, even though we got the Beauport and um several fast ferries after that we never really lego the panorama exactly because of how iconic it was as part of our history as trinidad and tobago and especially because it's connect trinidad and tobago too and i find like the water taxi became one of those things like i use the water taxi pretty often at one point when i just came back from jamaica i was working in south and still living in st james I used to take the water taxi every morning it was a better mode of transport it was you could sleep on the way down that was the best part and then a few times when I find myself in traffic, them days used to still have a lot of traffic on the highway. Like, when I started working in San Fernando, they didn't build that overpass they had yet. They had to go by the traffic light. Remember the traffic light by by, by Grand Bazaar or Nestle Kampong or whatever you want to call it? And that, listen, that traffic, you could, you could have sit down in 45 minutes or hour traffic just to turn to head south, if people could remember. So the water taxi came in and was a real relief. I used to take that water taxi and cruise and go down the road no problems i ain't, I ain't worried about it or the big bus too you know the big coach them things used to be a little smooth sailing man no set of problems and i always find that the water taxi was a beacon for service in trinidad and tobago it was one of the best ex- uh, customer service experiences you could ever get and to see one of them sink it, it was just a little bit of a sad feeling this morning I, I, it didn't sink up to the time i saw it uh on monday morning it was tilted like one side of the boat up in the air if you want to see it check cnc3 instagram page or myob any one of them and they had the information on it so i hope they're able to to uh stop it from sinking so that it remains something i don't know what is our aquatic museum i don't know why it's doing things because if it's, if it's at the relic i hope it's not the relic but if it's at the relic and they're just using it for parts and stuff it would be nice if those things could be preserved somewhere uh so that more and more generations could see you know me and the preserving a trinidad and tobago history we don't do such a good job at it at all so salute to the people who are trying their best to, to, to do the work to bring back that 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 carnival runner this song had nothing to do with that i just remember this song yes if Trinidad is a boat Sailing on the earth I gon' sail on it Oh Lord, I gon' sail on it Whether it fast or slow Yes Wheresoever it goes I go in with it Hold on, I go in with it I gon' sail When the tide is large I gon' sail When the tide is near If she go I sailing with the boat, sink or float, I sailing with the boat. 
I sail on the melee and I sail on the water taxi. celebration of Trinidadians kind of day, you know. So I want to read a quick article. Quick, 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 quick. A guy by the name of Che Lovelace. I wonder if people know the name, but I wonder if they know the guy father. I don't know the man father. You know the name Che Lovelace? You know the name Earl? So, Che Lovelace has beaten his own drum into modern art history. Lovelace's 2021 painting, Nyabingi Drummers, has been added to the permanent collection of Museum of Contemporary Art in Los Angeles, California, USA. The San Fernando-born artist is the first Trinidad and Tobago creative to be included in the museum's world-famous contemporary art collection. Lovelace 52 says his paintings hanging in the Mocha's halls not only validates the consistency of his efforts over the past decades, but also indicates a new vested interest from international collectors in the region's artistic works. I love it. He says, The acquisition of my 2021 painting, Nyabingi Drummers, can be seen as an acknowledgement of the works I've been doing over the last decade, but it also speaks to the fact that international art institutions in the arts world in general is paying more attention to visual, visual arts made in this region. The son of acclaimed author Earl Lovelace says he hopes... This growing interest brings more artists who live and work in the Caribbean into the expanding global conversation on the arts. You know, we take we take the time the other day to celebrate the life of Leroy Clark. And one of the things I was saying in that episode, and every episode where we celebrate any one of our legends, one of the things I would like us to do is things like this, where we celebrate the living legends we have, like Che Lovelace. If I remember right, right? I was a little fella, but the first time I hear the name Che Lovelace, was associated with surfing. Somebody got to remind me if I'm right or wrong about that, but I had known him as being a big surfer back in the day. He was the first, he's the only name I know. In his, I didn't know any other name in the surfing world other than Che Lovelace, but I, I hope I'm right about that. So it's good to see. I, I, don't, I didn't know what he was up to and stuff and what he was working on and, at, at this time, but if you want to read the full article, it's in the Express on 
the 28 August. It's a, it's a nice way to celebrate the independence. When our artists, our legends out there, living legends, young legends, you know what I mean? 52 years old. And you hear what the man said? This, this is one of the things that, this is my mantra now in life. You, know? you see consistency? Nothing to be consistency. As a young fellow, I used to like motivation and real effort and discipline and words like that. These days, the word I will I roll in with is consistency. Once you show up often enough, you hear what you're talking about, a decade of consistency to get this kind of recognition in his work. So I'm happy for him overall, man. And as I'm making a list of songs here that have to do with the greatness of Trinidad. This is one that I have on Melissa. It's not exactly a song about Trinidad. I mean, it's kind of about Trinidad. But it's one of the greatest artists we have. And I want to livelicate this one to the great Che Lovelace. And, and to everybody else who working on something. Keep this in mind, right? Yes? Is a happy independence. Yes. This is the lyrics somewhere. So the tears are broken, they say that we set and jamming. So no foreign countries bring his start migrating. They lose faith in the country, they say we go on down the drain. This is they no more, will we see happy times again? But in the will to recover in my people, I have confidence. Although many may seem to feel that I talking nonsense. But the majority of we may decide we're not going to run. Because now is the time. To show we patriotism Sing! From our country facing It's darkest hour And our people need us Today more than ever But in our fight to recover If ever you feel to surrender It have one little thing that I want you always remember We could make it if we try Just a little my line, hear my line. That it would never, never put party over country. Because we country facing, it's darkest hour. And our people need us today more than ever. 
But in our fight to recover If ever you feel the surrender You got one little thing that I want to always remember Don't forget We could make it if we try Just a little harder If we just get one more try Life would be much Treasury was full and happy time, some was enjoying. Yes. It's in over and love and people, people was living. Now the treasury flat and the country come back to square one. Poor people remain on the table, get to return. But to get the economy return today on some footing. If the same poor people ten days and coal are taken. And without social unrest, poor people paying the price Because they know for the country, nothing too much to sacrifice yeah. And if the country facing, it's that is our So our people need us, today more than ever But in our fight to recover, if ever you feel to surrender Give up one little thing that I want you always remember We could make it Hey, listen, that's for everybody. You celebrate in the country, but you see that song? Anything you're working on. You're going to get through with it. Anything you're pursuing, that is yours already. Just listen to our style and it. That is one of the songs. I'll share something with Oli, right? When I was doing exams and things back in the day. Anybody who went through, whether it's business thing or exams or whatever you're working on in life, your fitness, whatever it is, it's hard. It's in a joke hard. And everybody who accomplished something could tell you how hard it is. Like sometimes you're watching the end result and people don't know how much work you put in and how much tears you shed. You know, I dream instructor tell me that one time. You know. He said, listen, if sweat is the only bodily fluid, you're losing, you ain't working hard enough. <laughs> so anything you achieve, the amount of sweat and tears and passion and thing you put into that and how much you doubt yourself and feel like you ain't gonna make it and thing. You see that song now? That song always used, it's not three songs, it's always make me feel like I could go as one step further. That is one. When I listen to it, I'm a pause reason. You know? The second one is a song called do Good by Mighty Shadow. I'm I, I, I going off track here. I'm planning to finish an hour and a half, but it just come to me with that song is make me feel inspired. So let me talk about it. You see that song, Do Good by Mighty Shadow? Almost every episode, for the first must be 25 episodes, I listen to that song about 100 times before I start recording each episode. Uh, I ain't playing it in this episode. One day I will play it because the song is make me emotional, but... That song is what drive me to be able to record that podcast every week. All when I didn't like how it's sung in, I find her talking, I, I, I know if it's interesting enough, I don't know if nobody listening, if people enjoying it, I don't know. 
every time I come here, I feel like I have enough topic to talk about. What I'm going to say? It, I don't know if it's funny. I don't know if, you know, that song, I used to listen to that and that used to push me through. You see, that song, Black Style and Make It, if you try, Shadow Do Good. And a song called um, Sizzler. Make a song, I think it's Holding Firm. Uh, you can't keep a good man down. Listen, I listen to that song hundreds of times. Almost every exam I do in UE. I used to listen to that song over and over and over again just to get myself up there. But that had nothing to do with nothing more we come to talk about. We come to celebrate the independence of Trinidad and Tobago, right? And as we talk in Trinidad and Tobago, let me celebrate our night riders now. Because the, the, the night rider, if you look at the table, right? <laughs> right now, <laughs> bravo, gone, right? So, you know, it's, it's franchise cricket. So we celebrating Bravo being at the top of the table with the St. Kitts and Nevis Patriots. Unbeaten under Bravo, under Bravo stewardship. We celebrating that first because that is Trini too. And it's, it's we independent, so we celebrating St. Kitts and Nevis. We also celebrating Pollard <coughs> with... The thing about it is this. We, we play three games and we lose two, right? And that might sound like it bad, but the, the thing is when you look at the table for CPL... Is a green ball showing your win and a red ball showing your loss. And I think that the two losses, the two red balls that we have, is really in uh, signifying the independence of Trinidad and Tobago. One ball for each island. You know what I mean? So I think I think we ain't lost in no more games. According to Pollard, we have a long way to go. It's a long tournament. One thing Pollard is song very confident, you know, whether he win or loss, <laughs> he have a kind of monotone style he's talk with. He, he, he don't have a song too happy. He don't have a song too sad. He just sounds serious. And I ain't like the way it's looking so far. I'll be honest, I ain't like the way it's looking. But so far, St. Kitts on top, Jamaica second. And uh, CPL is the only tournament in the world where you could lose two out of your three games and you still third and well primed for, for, for a playoff spot because <laughs> Guyana still have somehow find a way below we. And then Barbados and St. Lucia bringing up the rear. But salute, salute to Trinidad and Tobago. We go and dominate the CPL. I'm hoping for a CPL win again. You know, I'd be glad for the little CPL games any day, right? Because the sports, I think, for, for fellas in particular, we need the little sports ladies to carry me through this little COVID time. Just being able to see some sports any day, although you're working from home and thing, you could take in a little CPL while you're, while you're working or, or EPL on a weekend. Them things again, we true. The the, the the COVID times. When it don't have no sports, I feel like you're getting extra depressed. So it's nice to be able to come out by 10 o'clock in the morning and have a little sport going on. But it is so nice when we get in like eh? But by the time you hear this on Independence Day, we've beaten up St. Lucia. Outright. We care. Pollard. Um, Pollard. is Independence Day. Everybody gonna be wearing red. People looking forward to something. It's a holiday. Everybody home watching the match. You're behind closed doors too. Apparently some of the games over there behind closed doors. In St. Kitts, you whole tournament playing, right? Maybe that was the plot. Why they give away Bravo? To make sure that the home team have a big advantage. But anyway, we we on our Independence Day, my brother. You don't have any crowd to worry about. No home crowd, no advantage or nothing. You're playing from the empty stadium, but the whole of Trinidad and Tobago will be watching you. So congratulations in advance to Pollard for beating St. Lucia on Independence Day. And we're coming through the gate there. And from here on, is as, as you say, it's only up to go from there and we have it. In other sports news, some dude gone to some side 
and it's a whole opera everybody in, you know the fantasy football starts off nice i tell myself all right my team doing a little good now men are the study if to buy back ronaldo and pundit it, well it's a given right i think everybody gonna buy back ronaldo and pundit side but i'm sorry for the manchester city fans <laughs> Maybe next week I'll play a song for all the United versus City people. This is this is Trinidad Independence we celebrating. So I'm really here to celebrate Keston Julian being in the Premier League. I'm here to celebrate the end of Angus Eve contract and hopefully renewal. But things went wild with another coach at Pep Guardiola last week. Pep Guardiola, in one week, he's supposed to get Harry Kane and then get Ronaldo, and he end up with nobody. He end up with nothing. Salt. Somehow this, I mean, that side is a bomb squad, eh? so they're still beating people. But my, Cristiano Ronaldo going back to the Premier League, me, it's like we were talking about Messi going to PSG the other day and men all of a sudden watching French football. English Premier League going to be the highest viewed sports thing ever with Ronaldo going back there every single game because he explosive, he good, the man you men miss him and all that kind of thing, you know what I mean? There's a whole man love affair going on, but... Given that his independence, I just want to acknowledge the greatest scorer in the history of Man United. For all the Man U fans who forget and they're all moist in the mangina this morning, I just want to remind you that the greatest scorer in Man U history is from right here. The little Tobago boy, you know what I mean? Well, look at that up wherever all they want and say whatever all they want about that. Alright, time to talk about the top five patriotic, nation-building, independence, uh... Well, 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 how, how else to label this? Let me just call it the top five patriotic songs of all time in Trinidad, right? They have a few, well, quite a few songs that deserve honorable mention, right? A few of them are playing this episode and some that just really remind me of what, what Trinidad is about. And, you know, you, you feel a sense of Trinbegonianness when you hear these songs, right? So they have some honorable mentions because Marshall have one with I Love My Country. And I always remember Natasha Wilson with Sweet TMT. I probably remember them songs because they were both like children's songs when I was a child. So those stand out to me for obvious reasons. But I have a top five here. And I want to, I, I go in from number five and come up during. And I want, I've got one more honorable mention. It's a song by the name of Independence Calypso by Lord Briner. Go and find that on your own, right? And listen to that. But I have number five as not the most popular song, eh? but a song by the name of Discover Both of Us by Michael Baker. Just listen to the lyrics, right? As you know it, lands yes. most in the Caribbean. Oh. And if you don't want to believe it, well, friends, let me make you understand. Oh. At Jamaica, Grenada, Barbados, St. Vincent, just to name a few. When visitors pass through Trinbago, this is what they'll tell you. They tell you, come discover one of us. Discover both of us and why not come and discover all of us? For together we aspire and together we achieve the way we live is hard for them to believe. Oh, 
Maybe you're forgetting the different thoughts that were left behind. Now they are historic points of interest until the end of time. Remember the Spanish, the British, the French, and the Dutch. They all left their homes just to come to this wonderful island to make it their own. So let me tell you, and discover one of us. And discover both of us. And why not come and discover all of us? Every day I sing and praise of our natural ways where every creed and race find always an equal place. We survived agriculture, arts and craft, environment too. With sugar, with oil, with coconut water, a living for me and you. The Bukuri, the Nylon, Pulley, Bridge Lake, the coconut trees, the bird sanctuary. These are some of the interesting things visitors will come here to see. Oh, Let me tell you. Come discover one of us. Come discover both of us. So why not come and discover all of us? Oh, yo, yo. Side by side we stand in this land of true integration. Outstretching a friendly hand to those who visit our land. So listen, it's Michael Baker, he's the singer, the song, the song long, right? I can't play the whole song, but I have it as my number five. I've, I'm, I'm, I'm particularly and especially biased to songs that mention both Trinidad and Tobago. Eh? I don't find nation building songs should just say Trini and Trinidad and talk about Trinidad. So I like songs where, and you hear the man cover the food, he cover the festivals, he cover the places, every little element of culture is a part of that song. So it's not the most popular one. But definitely had that as my number five. Number four on the list. Well, I know to tell you who is this singer, right? When you hear the voice, you're going to know. Uh-huh. The whole population of our little nation is not a lot. But oh, what a mixture of races and culture That's what we've got Still no major indifference yes. Of race, color, religion, or finance It's amazing to you, I'm sure We didn't get independence before Which means Trinidad and Tobago We'll always live on Yes Colonialism born Our Our nation is born we will follow our leaders. They always do their best. But yes, we want to achieve. We're going to aspire. And we want to be a success. Yes. Uh-huh. It is a miracle 
All these different people can dwell so well You see we are educated to love and forget hatred You know, you know it's so You people who are foreign I got a message to greet you when you go in yes. Spread the word anywhere you pass Tell the world there's a modern nation at last Which means Trinidad and Tobago We'll always live on Colonialism gone Our nation, nation is born. born. We go follow our leaders. They always do their best. We want to achieve. I myself will aspire. We want to be a success. The revenue we make from oil and the pitch lake is great. But wait. We got cocoa and copper, banana and sugar, coconut, citrus. Yes. We may be small, but we wealthy. Pump for pump, we'll beat New York City. We got yes. beaches and hotels built by Hilton. Our nation is second to anyone. Where you talking? Trinidad and Tobago. We'll always live on. Colonialism gone. Our nation is born. We go follow our leaders. They always do their best In order to achieve You've got to aspire And we promise to be a success You may not believe this But we didn't achieve this With flood of blood It is leaders like Butler Cipriani and Dr. They fight for what is right So now I'm congratulating all our leaders from the present Back to the beginning They have fought, now the battle is won Thanks for a good job And well done everybody Yes, Trinidad and Tobago We'll always live on Colonialism gone Our nation is born We go follow our leaders They always do their best In order to achieve, I know we got to aspire And we bound to be a success Hey, if you're not watching here yet You're from here, no, but let me put water in here, you know Number three Islands in the sun What two songs could come better than this, boy? Islands in the fun Mm-hmm. Welcome, welcome, one and all to the land of death. Trini to the bone, Trini to the bone. When they come to Bacchanal, well, they can't be three. Trini to the bone, Trini to the bone. Sweet woman, buried abundantly. The brethren, they full of energy. Some people say God is a Trini. Paradise are not convincingly. God gave us a spirit. Nothing in the world about the weed But look at smart man gone with we money We still come up and mash up the party Sweet, sweet TNT Oh, how I love of this country Sweet, sweet TNT No place in this world I'd rather be Sweet, sweet TNT Oh, how I love of my country Sweet, sweet TNT All the 
okay, see this next line is a, one of the greatest line I hear in a song. It's dedicated to everybody who is listening to this podcast who are abroad and love their home. See this line here? So much years I spent up riding the cold, longing to be home, training to the bone, training to the bone. Lad. Lord, I pray that some sweet day I will no longer have to roam, training to the bone, training to the bone. The problems we have are plain to see, we prove we can stand this scrutiny, all I know that true democracy, how we vote is not how we party. There's no place like home, some people say, those some have to Carl Jacobs is singing this. It's poor water in your eye. Know. Every time you hear this, when you hear the way the man sing that. Mad love down to Porter Stay. We play in my son or Every time, boy, that song is water. Yeah, you know. I can't imagine what it feel like. I, the, the longest I ever live outside of Trinidad is about two or three years, maybe two two years and some change. And I was in Jamaica, I was close to home. So you see, this podcast it it it, it make me learn something. Because one of the things that was most annoying to me is people who live abroad, who leave Trinidad, and then they start to talk with accent. And they started, the, the, the little dialect gets sweet wherever it is. <laughs> so they started, right, mate, right, mate, as they leave Trinidad. You know what I mean? And the other thing that you saw annoying is people who live abroad, who go on a way to study or to work or to, to, to live or do whatever, you know, and come back home and find problems with Trinidad. And you hear them talking about Trinidad bad. Like in another room, I used to salute them as Aquila and the squad who was on Clubhouse. I used to listen to them every week. Every morning, a show called Morning After and Clubhouse at 10 o'clock every morning. And a bunch of New York, well, most people sound like they're from New York, but it's, it's, it's Trinidadians who live in abroad. And 
I guess through this podcast and through listening to more people and getting feedback from people who live abroad who listen to this, I start to understand a little more what it's like. You know, you put, you walk in a man's street, you start to feel what the man feels. And I realize that the people not any less Trinidadian because they pick up some twang and thing from which part they live in or they bad talk any place. It's better they want to see the place get better because people who live in abroad might be some of the most passionate people about our culture. And that's something I take for granted for a long time. So before I go on to number two and number one, it have a next song I just want to dedicate to the people who is Trinidadians in their heart and soul and living far away. Like uh, when I when I see the places that people are listening to this podcast, I can't imagine what it's like to be in them places and this is your little slice of home once a week. So this one is for you. Listen, all right, let me get to number two and number one, right? Because I ain't want to delay. Anybody asks, plenty of people ask, I should say, will say this is the greatest one ever written, right? I don't have it as the greatest, but I don't want to discount any of it. All of it on the list is great to me. But you see, there's another song that encapsulates so much, encapsulate so much parts of the culture that it's hard to deny. Some kind of American. Trinidad. 
Trinidad is my land, and of it I am proud and glad. But I can't understand why some people just talk it bad. But all of them we're running them out. Don't know what they're talking about. They just paint your black every day. And the right things they will never say. Like our sportsmen being rated among the best. Our scholars have sit and pass every test. And put us right alongside the rest. But then our pinch lake is the greatest one of its kind. Our sugar and oil is really refined. So you see, friends, this is a real thing, Solomon's mind. They just talk some nonsense, and they know what they're doing it for. But so much violence, man, you will swear that we fight in war. Of course, we have with delinquents to face. Just like any other place, look at things that I say about here. It's really too much for me to bear, because my people are daily making progress without any kind of stupidness. And in this way, we must gain success. For when we move in, we all move as one body. No bigger in between you and me. Our policy stands for racial equality. Now when a stranger's spending a little time on this lovely island, every day you see him, he always have a hearty smile. When his time is up to depart, he was there with pride and heart, and if back you could bet your life, and if I can't come, I will send my wife, and then he'll tell you that he really wants her to come, to drink some rum and have plenty fun. In this great island in the sun For Trinidadian As foreigners to recall It doesn't matter whether big or small Or if you're rich or poor friends We cater for one and all So all of them we're talking They're either drunk or they're staring mad Or maybe they forget it Mr. Universe belongs to Trinidad And yet Men of talent and skill With high hopes of improving still And if you think all this is a lie The mighty sniper will tell you why Now our steel bands Is the best talent in the world Like how the our stories are told With this written to touch your soul So Trinidad This lovely land of my book Small but overwhelming in hold and as you know, Carnival is the greatest folly on So number two, right? That's by Mighty Sniper. One of the portraits of Trinidad. You're supposed to know that, right? But I believe that somebody had sing a version of it and adding a Tobago verse in it. But I mean, Portrait of Trinidad is, is up there with not just one of the best patriotic songs written, but one of the best songs of all time. And you're supposed to feel that connection connection to your homeland or connection to Trinidad when you hear Portrait at any time. And they do have a, a word wasted in that song. So, I mean, a real, real story from beginning to end. But my number one song, 
And if you're listening to this podcast, you know what this song is already, right? But you have to be listening to it. If you know what this song is coming already, then you're listening to this podcast over a year. I thank you very much and congratulations for making a year with me. But there's another song again that makes me feel a kind of way because of how this singer put together these lyrics. And everything, every line in this song, I just feel she's singing about me. Yes. <laughs> listen, lyrics. Huh? You gotta listen every piece. I can't stop listening. You gotta listen to all the lyrics in this song. But we go come here and we go bad talk people every week. You know, we go make joke and we go make thing whatever happening in the country we talk about. But you know what we ain't gonna do? They say my country's so stressful, so tense. The great state, young jail, get too much violence. Get back up and go. Please, we train they go. I tell them no way. No way. How the people, small-minded, magocious and loud. Above all and scandal, they boastful and proud. Yet somehow I see all this foolery as we're not dressing. I wake up one morning and before I spread 
I make a double swim, nostril don't catch. And therefore my view, an ocean so blue, I'm going nowhere. Nowhere. Hummingbirds and blackbirds that sing in the trees. Chaconia and spices that waft in the breeze. While meat by the crop, a booty and lapping for his grazing. It's so amazing. Sing so deep and freedom do Yes. And drink from my train. Not leaving. Is here we conceive me. Is here I go dead. I say they crazy You see I just see Jumper in you He's rice and cascado Do grab and call a lume Never just give me Not leaving Not leaving so deep And freedom no come cheap You get to do that again, boy. Stay awake and see me. Stay at the dead. So that's my number one song, of course, dedicated to everybody who never leave and all the people who leave, but they never leave. That is something I now learn. I never know that was a thing before. I totally gone on an abandoned wheel. But through this little journey I'm making here, I realize plenty of people never leave. Now, this episode is finished. Eh? So you could put on your phone, you could press pause, you could turn off the YouTube right now, but... Plenty of these songs get me emotional in this episode. And it just have one song I want to close off the episode on. And I, 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 I playing this song from a man who I call the greatest lyricist in music. Definitely the greatest lyricist in Calypso. And all those songs that I choose in the top five is songs that is about Trinidad and Tobago. So it's on the cult, on everything. But because of what this podcast means to me and what uh, why I try to come here and do with Calypso every week to bring to shed some light on some of the Calypsos and some to pay attention to. I wanted to end this independence episode as I, I done a bleeding red, a feeling it, you know what I mean? I'm loving this independence day and I'm happy for this independence day. One short of pension age. I just want to play this song for all the Calypso lovers. Again, lyrics from beginning to the end of this song. Take this in for me.
Yes, yeah. 
So it's just one of them that is make me feel very, very, very Trinidadian. You might have your own ones, you know. So I, I, I eager to hear what people top five list might song like, or even what's the songs that mightn't be about the country itself or patriotism, but it's just make you feel like Trinidad, make you feel like a home. Especially some of the more up to date ones, you know. I like to hear what these people like out there. And just as a record, right? They've rather sing that song in Calypso Monarch and didn't win Calypso Monarch, yeah. <laughs> He was the defending champion to because 86 he had win with the hammer. Uh, what was the two songs he win with in 86, boy? Let me check this quicker. Eh? All this is really not part of this episode, you know, but we done here already. Uh, Calypso Monarch winners. 86 he win with hammer. I want to say hammer and Bahia Gala, but I feel I'm wrong. Uh, 1986. Uh, where is it? Yeah, Bahia Gala and hammer, yeah. And then he lost, well, failed to defend the crown. And you know who's the man who beat him? A man who we played earlier in this episode, Black Stalin. Black Stalin's song was Hail Mr. Padmaker and Bun Them. <laughs> Peter Waite. I don't think nothing would have beat that that year. But Calypso, oh man. 
It's, it, it's amazing that that would be a song that could come second in any kind of competition. But yeah, just a little nugget, a little tidbit before we go by. You can say hear where's people's favorite songs. Or where's that song, especially for the people who not home? Where's that song you listen to to get back a little slice of homeboy? But that's it. Happy Independence Day. Salute to everybody. Enjoy early Independence Day. Whether you're in Trinidad and it's a holiday and you're just taking it easy and you're kicking back. Or you're abroad and you had to go to work. Go to work with a little flag. You know, there's only people flag on the car when you reach outside. Home here, nobody don't have a flag on the car. You know, but drive it a flag with pride, man. Trinidad and Tobago, Independence. 59 years, regardless of where it is going wrong. Remember this episode. There are plenty of things could happen. Plenty could be wrong. There are plenty of places where plenty of things better. But we are real plenty to be grateful for too. So I will see you guys next week. Enjoy the holiday. Bye.